When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. comes to scheme B, you, if you were born an original, don't die copy, I'd discourage you to saying stuff like, we're running How Mummy's Air Raid, or, you know, we're running Mouse Davis's Run and Shoot, like, no, be you, and, and find what you like to do. On today's Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we share a segment of the Angelo Clinic with A.J. Smith, who is the Offensive Coordinator at Tyler Junior College, and will be coaching in the XFL. In this segment, he talks about the most important parts of the air raid offense. But truthfully, this is something that you can look at in terms of whatever offense that you run. I thought there was some great insight into some of the things they do in the air raid, but also just in coordinating an offense in general. So a short one here, but I think some great takeaways, some things you can think about and apply to what you do moving forward. Again, this one is from the Angelo Clinic. You can get this one at angelo2022.coachesclinic.com. The link will be in the show notes. That was a great clinic with an incredible lineup. You're going to want to check that one out. So here's Coach A.J. Smith at Angelo. You know, he, he set it up perfectly. You know, he didn't even know what the air raid was. And I think that term gets thrown around so loosely that before we talk about the air raid, I think we need to define it. So... That's kind of the question of this whole lecture before we start really getting into some X's and O's and keys to winning in the offense is what is the air raid? So I thought for fun, we would discuss what's not the air raid before we decide what is the air raid. So, you know, let's define what's not air raid. Okay. You run mesh once a game. Okay. So there's guys out there on the internet. They think they're a mesh guy. And for a whole year, they run mesh seven times for the year. And, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm an air raid guy. No, you're not air raid. You're wing T. Okay. You're a how mummy impersonator. You wear a towel around your neck. You think you're air raid. That's not air raid. You run four or five wide formations. Without getting into what air raid is, the first ever air raid team was that right there. Two backs, under center, with a tight end. So your formations have nothing to do with whether or not I define that as air raid. This one's fun because I get hammered about this all the time. Well, how come air raid teams never win a national championship, right? Well, if you really look, at, look back at history, Bob Stoops did it in 1999. Lavelle Edwards did it in 1984. That's not true. What you're asking is how come Mike Leach never wins one at Texas Tech or why didn't how mummy win one at Kentucky? Here's a fun one. You like pirates. That doesn't make you air raid. And this one's, this one's funny. You're air raid certified. 
Okay, <laughs> for those that don't know, I invented the air raid certification. I was High Mummy's quarterback coach in 2018. And I'll tell you why we came up with it. I was a coach from 19 to 29, 10 years, and information was gold to me. And unfortunately, Google, at the time of being 21 and zero connections, the best thing I got. And, you know, a few years later, get an opportunity to get in front of those guys, and I'd ask them questions. All the information I had was wrong because it just, it didn't come from the source. And so that was the biggest thing for me is, hey, let's get how mummy the people that want them and get them exactly what they want. And so, you know, even though you are air raid certified and you know it, that still doesn't make your offense air raid if you don't go by the philosophy. And, and I, I want to say this, because I think it's so true to why I've had my success. And I, I'm going to go a little bit about that. I think I'm up here speaking because in the last five places, we've led the nation in passing or the state in passing wherever we've been and had the number one offense. And the reason I've been able to replicate that success is because I got around guys like John Jenkins. I got around guys like Al Mummy, June Jones. And I learned not only how they taught, I learned how they thought. I got in the mind of those guys that if we call Jenkins right now, I can tell you exactly what he's about to say. And I got to that because of watching my extensive study of film. And when you can sit there and watch a game thousands of times and certain down and distances coming up, and you know what plays are about to get called, you're thinking just like them. So I think that's important. So if we're going to define the air raid, it's pass to set up the run. That's as simple as it is, okay? You pass more than you run. And this is what will let you know if you're really an air raid team. Your draw works and your screens work. There's a lot of people, man, I can't run the draw. I can't run screens. Well, you're running at 80% of the time. They're not giving you heavy pass rush for those plays are successful. You know, this last year at Tyler Junior College, our draw averaged nine yards a carry. In the XFL June Jones in 2020, it was seven yards. So if your draw can average five yards a carry, that's telling you right there, you're passing more in your run. Those plays work, your counter punches work. And what happens is, your run plays start to be so successful. Your running backs and every, your O-line, we need to run it more. We need to run it more. And the biggest how mummy quote he's ever said that has stuck with me for my career is we're not going to run it more. We're going to run it further. Okay. That's air raid. We want the long runs, passing it all over the place. So most important components of the air raid, I think it's you. You as an offensive coordinator, you and your system. A recruiting trip by Norm Chow, by one of my family friends, John David Booty, was on a trip to USC, and they were trying to kind of hype him a little bit, and they said, man, if he comes here, he's going to do wonders in your system, and Norm stopped him and said, you know, Johnny, the, the quarterback doesn't make my system. The system is going to make the quarterback, and I think that's true when you get to a certain level in your system that you know what you're looking for in quarterbacks and stuff like that. And then the second thing, most important components in the air raid is definitely the quarterback. And it's so important that you're able to elevate, like to me, being air raid, your worth as a coach is whether or not you can take a quarterback and make one, turn them good to great, great to elite. Because the Vegas odds, I don't know if y'all know this, when they're and you're looking at football games, the first thing they look at is quarterback matchups. All right. Do I like Tom Brady versus the rookie quarterback that's in right now? They look at that and say, we're going to Brady. 
right? And that's where the Vegas odds actually looks at quarterbacks first before they actually even look at the teams. You know, being a young coach, I really didn't get into this. I've been coming to San Angelo since 2010, about 12 years. And so from the time I'm 33 now, from that time from 19 to 26, I was still trying to find my way as a coach. You know, we had a breakout, not breakout, midnight session last night. And it was about 10 something years ago, we we're doing a midnight session with Wade Phillips. And someone sat there and asked him, you know, Coach Phillips, what's the toughest, toughest offense to stop? What's the toughest play? And he goes, you know what? Nothing, nothing. I can stop anything. And we're all just like, then he goes, but the guy, the one thing I can't stop is an elite quarterback when I have the perfect coverage and he still out executes it and we, they get a completion. There's nothing I can do about that. And I said, okay, that's, that's it. So if I can sit there and elevate quarterbacks and, and put my whole weight of my team on the quarterback, uh, that's how we're going to, and he's one of the greatest defensive guys of all time. And that's why I went that way and started becoming a passing coach. All right. So fundamentals, some people have been up here, less is more. The fundamentals, and I'm going to teach a lot about that today, is so important to our success because less is more. It's kind of funny. I was in the spring league, if y'all watched that last year, and Jerry Glanville is our head coach, and he wanted like seven plays. And uh, all we did were these seven plays over and over again. And then it's How Mummy Week, and we're playing How Mummy. He was in the league, too. And I'll never forget, Jerry gets up there, and he's like, you know, we're really good at what we do because we have seven plays. Well, Hal has three. <laughs> and Hal just kept it simple. I think one of the, uh, the greatest thing about Hal's scheme was in the spring league, he only ran inside zone one way. So, and I stole that from him at TJC because our right guard really couldn't pull. So we only started running the trap one way. So when you think about it, instead of having, you know, four uh, plays at practice that way, now you get eight. Then over time, it's 16. Then it keeps building the 32 instead of being half the rep. So, and I'll tell you this because the scheme isn't it. It's about your fundamentals. It's about having a sound passing game. And when it comes to scheme, be you. You're born an original. Don't die copy. I discourage you to saying stuff like we're running how mummy's air raid or, you know, we're running Mouse Davis's run and shoot. Like, no, be you and, and find what you like to do. So this is the reason why I'm up here. These are the last five quarterbacks, because again, we're going to start. The first thing we all want to talk about is quarterbacks and their importance in this offense. You can't really run it without one. And I'll tell you why. When I was with Phillip Short, this is kind of fun. You know, we led the state in passing, like I was telling you, but we're in the state championship game and we throw for 593 yards. And it was the all-time Mississippi State record in passing. I go on to the XFL, then COVID happens. I end up coaching at my high school. They asked me to come there and we win a state championship the following year. So I won one in Mississippi, then I win one. But what's crazy is in that game, we broke the all-time passing record there too, of 464 yards. And I had no idea that was going on because in the fourth quarter, I said, man, if I knew that, I would have, you know, put, it up, put up 100 more instead of run the ball. So I could have, you know, put some insurance on that record. 464 is not, not high enough. But anyways, and we had Brandon and then General Booty. And uh, we led the nation in passing this year. And he had a game this year uh, and set the all-time Southwest Conference record, junior college record with eight touchdowns in a game versus Navarro this year. And I say all that because you know why we won all these championships? Because we had the best quarterback. 
if you have the best quarterback, your chances of winning do this. So my whole goal today for you is how can we elevate the quarterback position? As coaches, scheme-wise, fundamental-wise, all those things. The first thing I've learned, because I, I first became an offensive coordinator at 21 about 11 years ago, is that you get into certain jobs and they want to tell you who your quarterback is. You need to decide who to, and have evaluations. A lot of time, the best thrower should not be your quarterback. There's other factors you need to look into. Is he the team leader? Is he built well? Are you wanting to do stuff where he's an athlete? You decide the who, and a lot of it, you know, is he smart? Is he putting in the work? And he's got to have what I call the it factor. There's something about him. Like all those names I've just listed, if you go to those schools, it's like he, he's the, the guy on campus. He's big man on campus, right? And I just kind of said this before, you can't have class clowns. We've all dealt with the kid that's super athletic, but it's, it's just such a jokester. He can't be your leader. Your quarterback has to be the leader. And sometimes you have to make tough decisions. You got to be able to teach them how to throw a football. I was going to bring one even and come up with it. But to me, there's, there's so much going on now with quarterback gurus and them trying to talk about throwing a football and they use fancy words now and disassociation and blah, blah. it's simple. Keep it simple. Always keep everything simple. The first thing we always start with is our grip. And we always want to make sure that ball is, is pushing off of this finger right here. And if I had it, I'd display it a little bit more. But the big thing with the throw, you've got to be able to torque back break the ball and then the biggest thing where people are losing it and when we watch the film you'll see it is just open and throw left of my target here get my groin to where I'm throwing and then when I'm here elbow up at 50 percent and finish through that's it but what you see a lot of time the most kids are here and it's all this that's not it okay it's more of my feet than my throw because the other stuff will come with it but it always starts with their grips when they can't throw a spiral it'd be amazing all these guys are trying to fix things and they're just simply not gripping the ball right. Now here, here's something I, I hammer in them. Now we're getting to more of the challenging the quarterback. You got the guy, this is the guy you're gonna go with. You gotta challenge that guy to do five to six times more than the rest of the team is doing, okay? One of the things I failed when I played high school football is I just did what my coach told me to do. I never thought about waking up in the morning or doing stuff after practice or before workouts like, this is basically mama mentality, and there's so much more a quarterback has to do. Like for us, he spends an hour a day in virtual reality before the meetings even start. And that's one of our biggest secrets. It's not a secret. You could have a virtual reality machine if you wanted. I'll get to that at the end. I'm going to show some film of that. But he's got to do more. He's got to be studying quarterbacks. He's like, he's got to be studying his opponent. He has to stay after. He has to do everything. And then if, if you're an assassin with what you do and you're taking painstaking attention to detail, the QB has to take on your personality. And I put that there because the quarterback, once you get them the way you want to, has to coach the offense as if he was you. You could leave for the week and you'll say, I got it. And he's given out the smallest coaching points because he's now the coach. You've given him everything. Don't ever think that it's, it's your deal because he's the one out on the field. He's the one who's making the call. And if you know more about the air raid, we give him a lot of checks. And then keeping on with that confidence, because I just think that's been such a key to our success. I straight up tell every quarterback that you saw right there, I grab them and say, be the best player out on the field. And to me, you're empowering that thought that he's that guy. He's the it factor. And a lot of this and what we're talking about is empowering quarterbacks because, and this is what we're going to get to next in football, 
there's a reason a lot of the quarterbacks out there, maybe you see, you coach, whatever, they can't do what you want them to do or they can't do what those guys want them to do because they're not asked to do it. When you ask your guys and set a high standard of excellence and, and go through these things and, and get them like a machine when it comes to the passing game, it breeds success. And then he has to make all the throws. So this is the fun part. Okay, so what do you mean by all the throws? Uh, usually for the last 10 years, you know, in the run and shoot, we've always talked about hand selection, and we're going to go over that. But throw selection. And I called all five of these quarterbacks and said, hey, I'm doing this clinic. Tell me every throw you had to make in the offense. So what I'm basically saying is, hey, it's 94 to sell. And when you get here, I need you to two ball it. Like he knows the exact ball. He's, that's how analytical we get. We're telling him the exact balls he has to throw. As I said, some great insight from Coach Smith at this year's Angelo Clinic. You can get the link to the replays, all the replays at angelo22.coachesclinic.com. The link to that one will be in the show notes, as well as some of the other things that AJ does. He's been on the show before talking about tempo video, about VAR, virtual reality systems. I will put those links in the show notes to those shows, as well as to the things that he's developed. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.